Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word, not Pastor Edmund's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is life-giving. Your word exposes us to all the promises of God that are in Christ Jesus. Father, as we come this morning, I pray, Father, that the time of study and prayer will surface and the impact, Father, of the anointing that's on my life and the anointing of the Holy Spirit will surface, Father, so everyone here leaves spiritually fed. I thank you that there will be no distractions, that we will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying not only to us as a church, but to us as an individual. I thank you that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow your word as we teach it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Every year we begin the year by purposely focusing on God through prayer and fasting. Say that with me. Say prayer and fasting. Because fasting and prayer has so many powerful benefits, today's message is to inform you, encourage you, and empower you to fast this week so your life can change. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, your life is going to change. One of the most powerful benefits of fasting and praying is that we can fast for favor. So today's message is entitled, Fasting for Favor. Say that with me. Say, Fasting Fasting. for Favor. Amen. Amen. If you would, I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 9. We've declared at Word of Truth Family Church, 2010 would be a year of favor for the faithful. We've learned so far that favor is defined as the granting of what is required, inspired, or desired to make our life better and for us to be a blessing. It is when God will put on the hearts of others to use their power and their ability and their influence to help us. And one of the things that we discovered on last week is that favor is released through giving. Say this with me. Say favor Favor. is released through giving. Amen. And we're just not talking about money. We're talking about giving, period. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm starting in verse 6. It says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap how? Sparingly. And he who sows or gives bountifully shall reap how? Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him what? Give, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, for God loves a what? cheerful giver verse 8 here's the powerful promise and God after we give is able to make all grace we learned last week that word means favor he's able to make all grace favor to abound toward us so favor abounds toward us as we give someone say amen to that amen Amen. now go to Romans chapter 5 very quickly Romans 5 Romans 5, because the only thing that keeps that promise from manifesting in our life is when we don't attach our faith to it. 
Amen. Romans chapter 5, look in verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are struggling with having peace, just know that you've been justified and that peace is yours because Jesus is yours. Never allow your sleep to be interrupted with any problem that you have because the Bible says God gives his beloved sweet sleep. Listen, adding those bills up over and over and over again ain't going to change the amount anyway. Go to sleep. I see some of y'all got your calculator out. Same amount. Just go to sleep and declare that you have peace with God. Amen. You may not have peace with Master Club, but you got peace with God. Look at verse 2. It says, by whom, it's talking about Christ, by whom we also have access, watch this now, by faith into the favor. So in order for favor to operate in your life, you got to keep your faith in gear. And we define that faith is really easy. And I'm, I'm going to say it fast because I said it on last week. Amen. Having faith is when we choose to believe and accept what God has said and promised because he has promised delivery integrity. God has promised delivering integrity. In other words, whatever he said, you can take it to the bank. And I'm so happy about that because, see, the Bible says with men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And God wants to do some tremendous things in your life and in my life this year because he wants us to see that he loves us. The Bible says God is searching throughout the whole earth seeking who he can do some good to. In other words, God wants you to know that favor is yours and he wants you to wake up every morning expecting favor to happen in your life. I don't care how big the favor is or how small the favor is. I'm expecting it every day. Amen. I got favor this week for a dollar and 70 cents. I sure did. And you know what? I was going to get my favor. I paid off a credit card, and so the amount difference between what the interest rate calculated daily was and when I paid it had changed, even though the balance that I got over the phone was the balance. And so they didn't want to give me the, it was $5.70. And so it was, you know, split up, and, and, and one was $1.70, and the other one was $4. And they said, well, we can't, we can't cancel two transactions like that. We can, we can uh, you know... Uh, give up one, but we can't give up two. I said, ma'am, just go ahead and do your part and then send me to your manager. When the manager got on the phone, I just knew I was going to have to fight for this lady for $1.70. She said, sir, don't worry about it. We'll go ahead and, you know, because I didn't understand. How can you waive somebody's late fee that's $35, but you can't waive a, a interest of $1.70? I didn't understand that. But you know what? I didn't let her get frustrated. I didn't let her frustrate me. You know why? Because I'm looking for favor. And my question to you is, are you looking? Because if you don't look, you're not going to find it. The Bible says, seek and you shall. Okay, you can't find something you're not looking for, right? Amen. Amen. All right. So we have to keep our faith in gear. Now, what is prayer and fasting? Prayer is the means by which we communicate to God our love for him, our need for him, and the needs and desires that we request of him. 
I'm going to say that again. Prayer is the means by which we communicate to God our love for him, our need for him, and the needs and desires that we request of him. It is a tool by which we can become intimate with God by spending time talking and listening to him. Prayer is not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. And God wants us to pray not only to him, but he wants us to listen to him after we get through praying to him. Amen? Amen. Now, fasting is an act of abstaining from food. It is designed to cause self-denial to the flesh man and inner strength to the inner man so that we can better hear God and obey God. See, when your flesh is down, your spirit man is up. See, the Bible said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. So your flesh man don't like fasting. But see, when you deny your flesh food, your spirit man can now hear better. And then, watch this now, you won't have the physical strength to go do some sins you would have done anyway. (laughs) He calling your house. Girl, you coming over tonight? I know you know we coming over tonight. I'm too tired. Praise the Lord, you too tired. You shouldn't be going over there anyway. Amen. Go to Esther chapter 4. Esther, that's in the Old Testament. You're going to have to blow some dust off of that book when you get there. Esther. And uh, here's the point that I want you to write down this morning. Fasting and prayer releases favor. Say this with me. Say fasting and prayer releases favor. Now, find the book of of Esther. If you can't find it, it's on page 450 in my Bible, if you got one like me. And I'm going to start in chapter 4, and I'm going to look in verse 16. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, watch this now. It says, now this was uh, Esther talking to Mordecai. And it says in verse 16, she said, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan. And watch what she says. She says, fast you for me. That means you can fast for somebody else. He said, she said, fast for you, fast you for me and neither eat nor drink three days. Can you imagine? She said, don't eat or drink nothing for three days. Can you imagine what your breath will smell like? Oh, my God. Your breath will be like a blowtorch blowing off everybody's eyebrows. Girl, I had eyebrows before I talked to you. I don't know what happened to them. She said, fast for me and don't drink either three days or three nights. Watch this now. And she said, I also and my maidens are going to fast likewise. And so I will go into the king, which is, watch this, not according to the law. She was not, you were never supposed to go in front of the king unless the king requested you to come. And she was saying, let's go ahead and fast, and I'm going to somehow get in front of the king, which is not supposed to be. And watch what she says. If I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Watch this now. Keep reading. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and she stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. Uh, over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house verse 2 and it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court remember now fasting and prayer should trigger favor watch what happened that she obtained what class she obtained what she obtained favor in 
his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Now watch this now. Remember, we define favor as the granting of what we require and what we desire. Well, watch what happened here. It says, so Esther drew near and touched the stop, the top of his scepter. Then said the king unto her, what will thou, Queen Esther? Watch this now. And what is your request? In other words, they positioned themselves through fasting and prayer. And when they did that, the king said to her, what do you need? And when we learn to properly fast and pray, we have the same right to go before God. And the question God's going to ask you while you're fasting is, what do you need me to do? Amen. Now, go to Joel chapter 2. Joel. Joel. J-O-E-L. Amen. That's another book. You're probably going to have to blow some smoke off of it. But if, you, if you're smart, just go in front of your index. It's in order. And you just find the book of Joel. Joel. And I want to start in chapter 2. Here's the other point I want to make. Fasting and prayer. Now, the first thing I just showed you is that fasting and prayer releases favor. Now, I'm going to show you that fasting and prayer produces breakthrough in prosperity. Amen. Joel chapter 2, look in verse 15. Are you there? Are you there? Praise the Lord. All right. Okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to lose all my new believers. Watch this. Verse 15 of chapter 2. He says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify or call a fast and call a solemn assembly. Verse 16, gather the people and sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders, gather the children. Notice the children was all involved in this thing. He says, and those that suck breast. Landon, you're going to have to fast, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> One breast an hour. You can't have both of them. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy. <laughs> Please don't see that as a visual, all right? <laughs> Woo, all right, here we go. I'm sweating up here. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Look in verse 17. Let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, spare thy people, O Lord. And give, watch this now, give not, not thine inheritance to reproach uh, to the heathen to, that they rule over us. In other words, they went through all this. But then what was interesting, look down in verse 27. He says, and you shall know, this is after they fast. Let, 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 let's just jump up. Look, look now in uh, verse 23. He says, be glad then, children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you, watch this now, after they fasted, the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, the latter rain in the first month. Verse 24. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And watch this now. I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten of you, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, and all those bad interest rates that they gave you, and you lost your job two years ago through downsizing, but he says, I will restore to you those years. And then he says in verse 26, and you will eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of your Lord for he has dealt wonderfully with you and my people shall never be ashamed. 
verse 27, he says, and you shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel. See, after they fasted, I didn't want to read the whole chapter, but after they fasted and prayed, God began to, watch this now, allow the prosperity that was due them to manifest. Amen. Now, uh, go to Mark chapter 9. Let me, what, what are some reasons why we need to fast? Mark chapter 9, very quickly, are y'all with me this morning? Okay, go to Mark chapter 9. Let me give you some reasons why you need to fast. See, fasting is abnormal because your flesh don't want to do that. And the worst thing you can do this week, and this is a warning to you, please cut down on television because you're going to notice when you're fasting, every single commercial is related to food. And there's some food you don't even like. But if you watch it while you fast it, you're going to like it. Mark chapter 9, look in verse 29. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right, watch this now. Uh, let me just say this. What happened is there was a, 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 a person who needed a deaf and dumb spirit to come off of them. They were demon-possessed. And what happened is the, the disciples tried to pray for him and they couldn't. And so in verse 27, it says, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Lord, why couldn't we not cast out this devil? Lord, see, some of y'all are asking privately, Lord, why I haven't been able to overcome this situation in my life? Why is it that I'm struggling with the same thing? Here it is now. I've been good for a month and then I slide backwards. Why is it, Lord, that I ain't been able to, to overcome this cussing problem that I've been having for a little while? And, and watch what he says here in verse 29. He said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. I have a solution for you. There are some problems that only prayer and fasting is going to fix. And so I want to encourage you this week when you turn your plate over. Listen, one of the benefits is expect some things that you were trying to break in your life to break because some things are only going to break through prayer and fasting. Amen. Let's look at it with another reason. Go to James chapter 5. Go to James 5. James chapter 5. Let's see some effects of prayer. See, sometimes we do stuff and we forget why we do it. James chapter 5. Look at verse 13. Here's another benefit of, of praying. James 5. Look at verse 13. He says, is there any afflicted among you? If you're going through some trials, if you're going through some troubles, if you're going through some difficulty, he says, is there anybody in here like that? He said, if it is, let him pray. He didn't say, call mama. He didn't say, get on the phone. He says, call on the throne. In other words, stop letting flesh be your answer. Go to God. And one of the benefits of prayer is that he says, if we're afflicted, pray. And that's why hard times ought to get us on our knees. And many of us, the reason why we stay in the hard time longer is because we ain't on our knees. Listen, the more you complain about the problem, don't make the problem go away. All that energy you're using to complain and cry and bellyache and wonder and Lord and why. All that time you're using to do that, you can really be using to pray. Yeah. Amen. Watch this now. Go now to Isaiah. Here's a meter where I want to go. Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Why should we fast? 
Well, here are some powerful benefits of fasting. And this is what I remind myself when I need to fast. I just remind myself that there are some things happening in the spirit realm that I can't even see. Amen. Isaiah 58. If you're there, say I'm there. Okay. Now, I'm going to list some benefits quickly. You just need to be ready to write them down. All right. Isaiah 58. Look in verse 3. He says here, Wherefore have we fasted... Well, should I start in verse... Yeah, I'll just start in verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted, saying... And thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and, haven't taken, and you haven't taken knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure in exacting all your labors. That's the Lord talking. Look in verse 4. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite the fist of wickedness. Shall you not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high? He's saying, listen, you ought to be fasting so God can hear you. Look in verse 5. He says, is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down? his head as a bulrush or to spread sackcloth and ashes under him will thou call this a fast see a lot of times in back in those days those people would fast and they wanted everybody to know so they would look sad see back then they would put ashes and sackcloth on themselves and so now if people look oh they fasting well look now what he says in verse uh, 6 he says it's not this a fast that I have chosen watch this now here's the purpose of fasting to lose the bands of what Wickedness, the word wickedness there means wrongdoing and guilt. Did you hear what I said? He's saying here, when you fast, the kind that he has chosen, he will cause wickedness to be loose. And the word wickedness means wrongdoing and guilt. And so if you're going through some guilt in your life, just know that fasting can undo it. If you're going through some, you know, there are people that plot against you these days, trying to bring wickedness on you. But the Bible says here, he will lose wickedness. Look what else he says he'll do in verse uh, 7 or verse uh, 6. Loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burden. Say heavy burden. He says he's going to be able to undo that. Look at the next one. I thought this was awesome. He says, and let the oppressed. Go free. Whatever's got you tied up, tangled up. If it ain't Jesus, the Lord says he can undo that. Amen. Amen. Now, see, we don't know. People think of demon stuff when it comes to being oppressed. No, you know, cigarettes can oppress you. Amen. Do you know that uh, drinking can oppress you? The very thing you, you're using to kind of anesthetize yourself to make you feel better, when you get done, you feel bad about it. Right. Amen. He said, let the oppressed go free and then break every yoke. Watch this verse 7. He said, is it not to give your bread to the hungry? When I used to fast in college, I used to go to the lunchroom, get my tray. I'd find somebody and say, hey, uh, you want an extra tray today? Because if you wanted an extra tray, you got to to pay for it. So I go to somebody and say, hey, uh, do you want a tra- an extra tray today? And they say, yeah, I will go through the line. I will get my tray because it was already paid for anyway. I will get my tray and I will go and give it to the person and say, here, here's my food today. They didn't understand what I was doing. But what I was doing is I was giving my, my food to the poor because all college people poor. <laughs> Except for at Word of True Family Church. Not here. All they need is a med. Amen. Watch this now. I thought this was good. Verse 8. Then, after you fast, light will break forth as the morning. Light always represents direction. 
If you need direction, fasting and prayer would help you. And then he says, your health shall spring forth speedily. I dare you if your body is out of whack, is out of order, is not acting right. I dare you to fast because the Bible declares that our health will spring forth speedily. So before you go to that doctor again to get a second report, I dare you to fast this week and then go back. Amen. So fasting helps our health. It helps us to become selfless. What? Selfless, not selfish. Amen. It helps us to receive answers from God. Notice now in verse 9. Then you will call on the Lord and he's going to what? When you pray this week, your faith expectation should be, Lord, I need some answers. And and here's what, what I notice here. If you keep reading here, it says, then thou shalt call and the Lord shall answer. Watch this now. You will cry and he will say, here I am. And if thou take away from, take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger. What I like about verse 9, it says, when I call, he is going to answer. So forget about all that old school, he may not come when you want him. He need to. It just say when I call, he's going to what? He's going to answer me. Amen. Now, go quickly. This is my last uh, scripture. Go to Nehemiah. Go to Nehemiah. Are y'all okay? Go to Nehemiah very quickly. Nehemiah. That's in the Old Testament. Boy, I've been hitting y'all with a whole, whole lot of Old Testament this morning, huh? Go to Nehemiah chapter 9. How can we structure our fast? That's what I want to hit, hit you with right here in the next four minutes here. How do we structure a fast? I want you to write this down. I'm giving you a take-home statement. Here's a take-home statement. Biblical obedience produces biblical results. Write that down. Biblical obedience produces biblical results. In other words, if we will fast the way God tells us to, if we will follow the pattern that he's given us in Scripture, then the biblical obedience on our part is going to produce the biblical results on his part. Nehemiah chapter 9, I'm starting in verse 1. This outlines really how a person ought to fast. It says, now in the, are you there? Verse 9, I mean chapter 9, verse 1. Now, in the 20 and 4th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting. Notice it was corporate. The children of Israel. So, if you are a member, you need to fast. Then you say, well, the pastor, I don't want to fast. Well, I don't either, but I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> Amen. Look what happened, verse 2. And the seed of Israel, watch what happens when you fast. They separated themselves from all strangers. Let this week be a week of separating yourself. So here's the first thing that fasting ought to do as we structure one. Let's connect with unity by doing the same thing. Notice it said they assemble together. So we're going to, these all start with LC. Let's connect with unity by doing the same thing. That's number one. Number two, let's consecrate ourselves by going before God and removing ourselves from others. I'm going to say that again. Let's consecrate ourselves by going before God and removing ourselves from others. Because in that verse, it says that they, it said they uh, separated themselves from all strangers. Stop hanging out with the same folk you hang out with. Don't, see, now, since you're not going to lunch now this week, since you're not going with them, separate yourself from them. Amen. 
all the folks that you would normally hang out with this week, separate yourself from them, especially if they're not good for you anyway. Amen. Then number three, let's consecrate ourselves by going before God and room it. No, that was number two. Number three, let's confess any sin or weight in our lives that need to be removed. Look in verse two. It says here, and the seed of Israel separated themselves from all the strangers and stood, watch this now, and they confessed their what? They confessed their sins and the iniquity of their fathers. So now we need to now confess our sins and any weight. In Hebrews 12, 1, you can write that down. It says, seeing that we have compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which, which easily besets us. So when you're fasting, consecrate yourself. Then start confessing, Lord, there are some things in my life that you're not happy about. You know, sometimes we're doing stuff that we know we need to confess. See, let me, let me say this to you. I'm getting ready to step way out there now. Any time you are in a relationship, a marriage relationship, you don't belong to yourself no more. In other words, the Bible says that your body belongs to your spouse and your spouse belongs to you. That's just the way it is. So you know what? You have to render due benevolence to your spouse if they choose that. Y'all know what that means? Some of y'all look confused. Render due benevolence. What is that? Benevolence? Let me just say this. You got to have sex when they want it. And why y'all looking like that? Did I say a bad word? No, no. See, that's the problem with some of y'all in the relationship. Somebody is getting frustrated. You can't do that. That's, un- that's wrong. And until you see it as a sin, you're going to keep doing it. It is a sin to withhold. Wow. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. I didn't know that. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. I didn't want to know that. Okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Then we need to carve some, watch it, here's my next LC. Let's carve out time out of our day to read God's word. Look in verse 3. And they stood up in their place and they read in the book of the law of the Lord their God. In other words, when you're fasting, take some time to read God's word. Listen, fasting is not dieting. If you just miss a meal and you're not praying, you ain't praying and fasting. You just dieting. So you got to carve out some time out of your day to read God's word. Then watch this now. Let's confess with our mouth the things that we want to see happen in our lives. Look in verse 3. It says now, they stood up in their place to read the book of the law of the Lord their God. One part of the day. Watch this now. And then another part of the day, they confessed. What were they confessing? They just weren't confessing their sins. We just read in verse 1 they did that. You have to confess what you want to see God do in your life. You know, write this scripture down. This is in uh, Colossians 2, 6. It says, if therefore you have received Christ Jesus, therefore walk you in him. In other words, how did you receive Christ? You had to confess with your mouth and you had to believe in your heart. Well, if you have to continue you in him, you got to keep confessing with your mouth. That's nothing but confession. So find some things out you want to see God do in your life while you're fasting. You need to confess with your mouth. Then the last thing. Let's come together to worship. Look in verse 3. And they worshiped the Lord their God. Everybody say that's a biblical fast. 
That's, the, that's it. So basically, I believe this week, if we will turn our plates over, sacrifice those two meals. I can't tell you what two meals they need to be. You choose it. But try to choose a meal that you know you always eat. I don't eat breakfast, so I fasted breakfast. You didn't fast breakfast, girl. You didn't fast breakfast. You don't even eat breakfast. Now, fast a meal that you know you need. Praise the Lord. And when you're fasting, consecrate yourself. Go somewhere. Read God's word. Confess your sins if you have some. And then confess what you want to see God do in your life. And then watch this. Begin to declare what we have on the brochure. So your health shall spring forth speedily. Did you get some this morning? Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here this morning. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says.